0: Welcome back to another episode of The Sword and the Spirit, where we take a look at the issues both in and out of the church via teaching and interviews. The goal here is to stimulate thoughts and conversations that will lead to positive growth and action on the part of the listener. Our prayer is that those who have an ear to hear will hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the churches. Welcome back to another edition of The Sword and the Spirit. Well, today, we're going to pick a topic. I'm going to create more questions and answers. And then I'll give you a summary of what I think about the whole thing at the end, towards the end. Or maybe somewhere in the middle. We'll see how it goes. And the question that we're dealing with today is, um, is the African diaspora, particularly here in the Americas, and the Caribbean, are we in fact really Hebrews, Jews, or are we not? And that is the question that comes up. I was looking at a video, somebody sent me a video arguing, and it was by a a white Jewish brother who uh, was substantiating the fact that part of the African diaspora here was taken from Jews who had who were, had migrated to West Africa uh, during the diaspora uh, when the Romans sacked uh, Jerusalem in 70 AD. And that's when the Jewish diaspora began. Some actually have remained in the land of Palestine. Some of the Palestinians that you see there are also connected, uh, intermarried with the uh, Jewish people. So not all Palestinians are, quote-unquote, Palestinians if you want to look at it that way that can, can make an argument for that but be that as it may there was a diaspora some went into India some went into Europe some went, obviously went into Africa so there's no th- th- there's no debating that so here's what we know 70 AD Jerusalem was sacked the temple was destroyed and the Jews scattered as the Bible said in Deuteronomy 28 <coughs> excuse me globally they went around the, the world factually speaking Um, and again, and that's in fulfillment of Deuteronomy 28 verses 14 to 68. Um, for some reason, Christians like to quote Deuteronomy 28, like somehow it belongs to us, but it really doesn't. It has nothing, little or nothing to do with us as believers. I have no idea why Christians want to quote that and claim that. Uh yes, the, you see, they the, the look at the blessings from verses 1 to 13, but they don't look at the curses from 14 to 68, and there's more cursing than, than blessings. How about that? In addition to that, you, you have to keep the law. God says if you keep the, com- the commandments, then you're blessed. If you don't, you're cursed. Well, because of our fallen condition, the law to me is just nothing more than a schoolmaster to bring me to Christ. And so I'm I'm not under that covenant. And so that doesn't really apply to me because I know I fail and I sin. So therefore, um, I would be under all those curses. And the reason why I'm not under those curses is because I'm not under that covenant. But those of you who want to live under that covenant, knock yourself out, have fun. And uh, best of luck to you. All right. But that's what happened to Israel. He, he disobeyed God. In, in fact, uh, Jesus said, um, let me read that to you. We'll have that read to you. In Matthew 23, uh, the gospel of Matthew 23, Jesus puts a curse on the nation of Israel. He was the last straw. God sent them prophets. God sent them, then eventually he sent them, and they killed all of them. Then he sent his son, and they killed him. So, um, yeah, they rejected him. And it wasn't so much in the killing because he had to come and die for the sins of the world. We get that. But it's more in the fact that they rejected him. So in the 23rd chapter of Matthew, let's go down to, after he upbraids the uh, scribes and Pharisees, he just tears into them. His woes well, use cries in Pharisees, and he lays like about seven wolves he gives to them, and then he laments over Jerusalem. uh let's take a listen to that, see if I can catch it just right here with my reader. All right, go ahead, let's see what you, what what it says
1: Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you are not willing? See, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus left the temple and was going away when his disciples came to point out to him the buildings of the temple. But he answered them, "You see all these, do you not? Truly, I say to you, there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down." As he
0: so, there you go. Jesus predicted the destruction of the temple, and he told them, he put a curse on them. He said, "Listen, I would have gathered you like a like a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you would not. You killed the prophets, and so now your house is left to you desolate." Okay, and that was what, that was what Jesus told them, and that was the reason why uh, that's the reason for the- di- for the uh, diaspora, in case anybody should ask why the diaspora so that's how that happened. that's how that came about. and now they're scattered globally around the world. Have some of them ended up in Africa yes uh the, based on what this rabbi was saying there are tribes in africa west africa that are practicing the uh the hebrew practices um shabbat <coughs> excuse me the shabbat and some of the um the other uh, uh jewish practices and allegedly the africans from the coast went to the inland captured some of these uh Descendants of the diaspora, the Jewish diaspora, out of Jerusalem, and sold them in as slaves to come across here to, to the Americas and the Caribbean, etc. So let's go with that for a minute. Let's just let's just give them that. Let's say that that's true. Okay, and it's highly probable that it happened because the diaspora is everywhere. There's some in India and other places, and we know they went up into Europe as well. And some came over here. Okay, so let's give them that. Then you find some others who, they're Christians. We're not sure that they're Christians or they're Jews. But the Queen of Sheba went to see Solomon. And allegedly they had a child, which is not hard to believe because Solomon had 700 wives, 300 concubines. Queen of Sheba comes to visit him. He blows her mind. And there you go. Uh, And the child that they had, his name was Malik, or Malik. And he goes back home to visit his father, Solomon. And he returns with some of the other children that Solomon had, I guess, from different women. In addition to that, uh, some say that his brethren had stole, some of his brethren had stole the Ark of the Covenant, which is supposed to be on an island. On a lake, on an island, in the middle of Ethiopia somewhere. Um, That's guarded by a high priest. One guy is chosen and he spends his entire life guarding the Ark of the Covenant. Nobody can see it except that one person. Um, As far as I know, only the the Levites can carry the Ark. But the fact that Malik said the fact that the Ark didn't destroy them or kill them. um, There may be some Levitical blood somewhere there. Uh, I don't know but allegedly the the ark of the covenant is supposed to be in, in Ethiopia and of course nobody can go there and see it so we can't verify it. only one person can see it allegedly so um I've just read an article by a reporter <coughs> in the New York Times that he went to see it and of course he got close but that was a, but no 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 touch he didn't he didn't get in to see it Um, and he said he was afraid to sneak in to see it because either he he would have been found out and they would have killed him or the Ark itself might have killed him, you know, if you've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, I suppose. Uh, Having said that, so we don't know if it's really there or not, but again, based on what, if what these Ethiopian Christians who, who is a mixture of Christianity and Judaism are telling us is true, then the Ark is there. And there may be some Levites there as well. Uh or people may have some Levitical blood in them. Maybe the reasons why God did not kill them. Or just to fulfill there's some prophecies still yet to be uh still yet to happen based on the Ark of the Covenant. But again, that's that's another podcast. Where you can write me and ask me, and I'll be more than happy to share it with you. Um there's an obscure book written years ago by a guy who's long since passed. And Arthur Bloomfield called the Ark of the Covenant. Um, I don't know if it's still in print, but if you can look it up and try and get a copy of it. He says some very interesting things about the Ark of the Covenant that you're normally not going to hear anywhere else. Very unique. Uh, Having said that about it being in Ethiopia, and then some other prophecies pertaining to uh, the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, Having said that, uh so now we've established that yes in fact the diaspora is in fact um highly probable that African Americans some African Americans have Jewish blood or descended from even if uh, even from king king david or whoever that's possible I will not rule out anything. God says, "I was going to make." God says, "Going to make Abraham the father of many nations," and He wasn't kidding. He said, "I'll multiply your seed as the sands of the sea." So it's, it's highly probable. But let me just say something here <clears throat> about people who want to. Very few people on this planet can claim pure pedigree. And say they're pure anything, and particularly in the West. I would make an argument in the West, maybe in the other nations, because they've been tribal for so long, and they are probably strong pockets where there's just them, you know, where it's just it's just Swedish people. That's it. There was nothing else going on here. Uh, but if you come to the West, where there was colonialism, anywhere you find any form of colonialism, you will not find a pure anything. Isn't it interesting? Wherever you find American soldiers, you find, like in Asia, you have Amerasians. So wherever there's war, conquest, the soldiers go there, they mate with whoever happens to be there. Wow, there you go. You got your your bloodlines are now mixed. Uh, So war is one way of doing that. Colonialism is another way of, of, of mixing bloodlines. And yes, even slavery, because the white slave masters would rape their slave women. Thomas Jefferson, you know, he had his... He had his mistress, who was an who was an African, who was, who was an enslaved woman, and they had children. So, yeah, that's how you end up with the mulattos and a whole lot of other things going on, and red bones, whatever you want to call them. That's how that got here. And of course, some black men, as time went on, go with white women, and there you go. So, in the Western Hemisphere, the, uh, the odds of you finding a pure anything. I... And if you do 23 and me, I promise you, you're going to find a mixture of things. 10% of this, 60% of that, 80% of that, whatever. You might be a majority one thing, but you're not going to be 100% of, of anything. That's just not going to happen when you do the DNA test. So you realize we're all mixed. You know, um, I found out I have Asian. Now, if you look at me, I look like a, like a, like a black man. But yet I have Asian DNA in me and where did that come from okay so somebody was doing something somewhere this is the way it works you got a lot of indians that came into the caribbean and then they mixed with it with the with the uh with the africans well now you've got a lot of that going on a lot of that that mixture as well i know a lot of jamaicans that were mixed with uh with indian and black and you can tell by their features etc so there's nobody, and my point is it's not a 100% pure anything, people. Stop it. <laughs> Stop looking at a person's face and saying this is what they are. Because you can't tell by looking. Unless you've got a DNA kit right there at the moment, you're not going to figure out what they are. And they don't know what they are. All we know is what people have told us we are. So it's not a pure anything. I have Caucasian DNA in me. So part of my so part of my my Caucasian DNA enslaved my African DNA. So who do I get mad at? Who do I kill here? I don't know. All right. So everybody's mixed. It's not a 100% pure anything. So let's go. Let's, 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 uh, I have to interject that because it, when I bring everything to the conclusion, you're going to see why, why I feel the way I, that I do about particular things. But having said that now, so let's go back a little bit. And of course, if the Jews were conquered by Babylon. They were conquered by the Syrians. They had a habit of doing what God told them not to do, to intermarry with other peoples. And it wasn't because God didn't like ethnicities or other tribes. That was not the point it was because of spirituality. God did not want them as a people adopting uh, idol worship or worshiping false gods. That's why he did that. It had nothing to do with God didn't like Ethiopians and God didn't like this group and that group. That That wasn't the point. It's just that if I don't, it was trying to protect them from influences that would take them away from him because he wanted to keep the nation pure so that the nation could then instead of them being influenced by the world, them influencing the world towards the one true God and carrying that message in as pure a form as possible. Well, they failed. So, anyway, uh, they intermarried. And, you know, Solomon, you know, he he liked strange women, so he, his 700 wives, these were 700 women, they were not Jewish. Okay? And he had children with them. So he had, there you go again with the mixing. And you know, uh, so-and-so gets, he builds, says to her, you know, you're worshiping your gods here in Israel. Why don't you build me a temple so I can worship my gods? I don't want to worship your gods. So Solomon, being a liberal and being woke, says, okay, here, worship, build a temple to her, her gods. Now that's wife 700. Now the other 699 wives are looking like well, she got her temple, I want a temple too. So now you're building temples to all these gods all over the nation. Yeah, that's one things that got him in trouble. Um, so mixture, this stuff has been mixed and mingled in so much. Listen, and like one wise pastor told me once, he said, anybody can scramble eggs, but you can't unscramble them. Saints of God, the egg has been scrambled. We're mixed with some of everything. But what I suggest to you, if you want to know whether you are part of that diaspora or not, then uh, try 23andMe. Uh, and well, ancestry.com does more, more like records, but 23andMe does the DNA. But I would do both anyway, just just out of curiosity. I think it's good things to know. And please don't come to me with a the conspiracy theories that they're going to take something and do something with your DNA. So what? They take it and what are they going to do with it that's going to harm me? What are they really going to do with it besides Nothing. Okay, y'all scared of everything. So having said that, I recommend 23andMe or whatever other place you can get a DNA test and then you'll find out what percentage of you is uh, Jewish. Now, what happens if you're 2% Jewish? Does that make you Jewish? hundred Are you entitled to all the things that people think that Jews are entitled to? What does that mean? I don't know. 5%, 6%, how much percentage must you uh, must be of your DNA before you can claim yourself to be part of the Jewish diaspora? I don't know. Well, at least part of you is, anyway. And what if you're, if you're 2% Jewish and 6% Caucasian? So are you now part of the Jewish diaspora, but then you're also 6% colonizer? I, I don't know, see, it, it, you know, yeah, see, it, it creates a lot of problems. The egg is scrambled, can't unscramble it. All right, I'm trying to create some conversations here. I told you I'm going to have you more questions than answers here when we're done with this. But now let me answer the question, <coughs> is the black man the Jew? And the answer to that question is perhaps some of us, But there's no way every last one of us is. can't be impossible. Do the math. All right, let's do the math here. Next segment. All right, so let's do a little bit of math here. According to you, and these figures I have are from the United Nations. There are 54 countries according to the United Nations. Africa is the second largest continent in the world. It's a a huge continent. 11.73 million square miles. Let me read that to you again. 11.73 million square miles. Thus making it the second largest continent with 54 countries. Now that alone tells you it's 54 countries. And 11.73 million square miles. How in God's name did a, a small population of Jews come from out of Israel? And by the way, they didn't just go to, to Africa. They were, they were scattered other places too. Now they show up in Africa and the entire 11.73 million square miles all of a sudden now becomes Jewish. How is that possible? Remember now, these people, there were people already here. So even if they came there in the diaspora... There's people already living here who are not Jewish. Where do they go? How they suddenly all become Jewish? Do the math, saints. There are 3000 tribes in Africa. 3000 tribes that predate the move any of any Jewish diaspora into that into that continent. 3000 tribes who've been there since the beginning, time immemorial. As far back as we can see. So how do they suddenly become Jewish? They predate Abraham. They go way past Abraham, before Abraham. So how did that happen? There are 2,000 dialects, languages. I think the people in, in Ethiopia who say they're Jews, they don't, they don't even speak Hebrew. They speak a different language, but it's not Hebrew. But you look it up. Uh, Now, there's a difference between ethnicity and a tribe. A tribe is an organization of people who share the same language, culture, and history. A tribe is an organization of people who who share the same language, culture, and history. That's a tribe. Ethnicity is more of a broader term, and it it can include multiple tribes. Multiple tribes can be part of a particular ethnicity, and, and underneath that ethnicity... There can be various uh tribes within that, that said group. Having said that, here in the West, everything got discombobulated because of the diaspora we know what happened. They took our name, our identity. Nobody has any idea, you know, where in the world we came from per se, except we know some of traced it back to Ghana, West Africa. Some nations like Denmark and others kept good records, others didn't. Um so you can dig around in some of those records and so forth and kind of get an idea of what region you may or may not have come from. So it's not impossible. It takes a lot of work. I know some people personally who have done this and have been able to trace their lineage back into Ghana and found the West African tribe and the people, etc., from which perhaps their family came from. And between 23 and me and doing a little bit of research, and you might have to go to some of the colonizing nations. I don't think the United States has much... Uh, has has any right they're probably the worst offender of not keeping records but um, other nations did such as Denmark and and some others so you might be able to go there and and get some information perhaps it's not a guarantee so I'm I'm not saying that it's impossible but there's no way based on what I just read to you that every single black man you see on the planet and every single black man you see here in the western world because some of them came from Africa Everybody over here, and some of them were already here, right? We want to get into that with a Native American tribe. Some of them were already here, okay? So everybody didn't come from the African diaspora. That's black. So therefore, they cannot all therefore now become Hebrew or become Jews. Do we have a similar history? Yes. I don't know if 400 years is the expiration date for being enslaved or not. I don't know. Um... But yes, there are some similarities. And yes, you can make an argument that some of us, but not all of us. Um, and like I said, unless you do a DNA test, there's no way. You can't tell by looking. But be, don't be shocked. When you do a DNA test, you're going to find yourself mixed with a lot of stuff. You're going to find some Asian, some Caucasian. You're going to find some, <clears throat> some Hebrew. You're going to find some of every gypsy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, again, um, the answer to that question is some, but not all. And I would argue the vast majority probably are not. Now, here's my take on all of this. Because this is what I really wanted to get at, having said all of that. Let's assume that I am descended from Abraham. My next question is, so what? See, Everybody wants to be Hebrew because we know that they were God's quote-unquote chosen people. And somehow we believe that'll give us some sort of special favor inside with God that the rest of the world just doesn't have. God's going to like us better. Or it's going to elevate you above everybody else on the planet. Yeah, well, I'm the one God chose. God ain't choose y'all. God chose me. Okay? Um, it doesn't amount to being saints, one way or the other. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To the Jew first. Yes, to the Jew first. Christ was not sent but to the lost sheep of the house in Israel. He wasn't sent to the Gentiles. That wasn't his mission. It was for the redemption of the nation of Israel. That was like their last chance, so to speak. And then they became cursed of God. So it is to the Jew first. Um, And chosen people doesn't mean that they're better than everybody else. No, No one ethnicity is better than the other ethnicity. Um nobody's better so being jewish doesn't make you better than anybody else not being jewish doesn't make you better than anybody else it means by chosen it simply means god had a mission for them god called them out uh, called out abraham and gave him a mission he was chosen for that particular mission they were chosen to bring a monotheism to the world and they succeed in that they succeeded in that they succeeded to create an understanding of monotheism as opposed to polytheism and some of the others as accounted to all the other isms. So they they were very successful in that. Uh, Having said that, that was a mission that they were given. That's what chosen means. It doesn't mean God likes them better than everybody else or that they're better and stronger and you know, the ruling class, everybody bow before me. That was never God's intention. It was, He said, "In you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed." They were blessed to be a blessing. That's why God did it. And some of that they have accomplished, not all of it, but some of it they have. Other areas they they messed up. Having said that, then once Jesus cursed them, the time of the Gentiles began. That means all the non-Jewish peoples. That's what Christianity is about. The ingathering of 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 every nation, kindred, tribe, and tongue, worshiping the one true God. The scriptures that we have are Hebrew. Jesus himself was Hebrew. The apostles were all Hebrews. Okay? That was their mission. And and in the Bible and in the scriptures, mission accomplished. That's how we know about the one true God. That's why I'm saved today. And I thank God for that. But this is the time of the Gentiles. Well, God is slowly going to, God's going to do some more things with Israel. Is he done with them? No, because God is a covenant keeping God. God's going to keep his covenant. He's not going to break it because he's a covenant keeping God. And he has a covenant with Israel. And God will bring them back from the diaspora. He will bring them back to the land. And God knows who they are and where they are and how to find them. I asked a rabbi not too long ago, um, and I asked him a question, I said, so, as far as I know, and i, I again I and that's why I asked him because I didn't know. Somebody said the word jew is short for Judah. that's why they don't use the term Hebrew's just you know Judah because you know the nation split in half uh <clears throat> Judah and Benjamin were to the south and then to the other uh, tribes um ten tribes were up in the north, okay. And so by the time Jesus shows up, um, other than the Levites, most of the tribes are gone except for Judah, hence the name Jews. And if all the Jews then are referring to Judah, and we know Benjamin joined itself to Judah, okay, so where are the other ten tribes? Allegedly, some people say there are Levites in Ethiopia. I don't know that to be a fact. But if the Ark of the Covenant is there. It's it's, it's, prob- it's a high probability. But again, I can't prove it. But some people say there are some people who know who are Levites. They found some other Levites allegedly with some of these other African tribes as well, who are Levites. And but there are still other tribes. What happened to Dan? What happened to Naphtali? Asher? Where did they go? Where did Joseph go? I I don't know. So, having been conquered and scattered, and conquered and scattered, and conquered and scattered over and over again, we don't know are all the people on the planet now who say they're Jews. Are they all just Judah? Are there other tribes out here? Uh, Madeline Albright found out towards the end of her life, <coughs> who was the Secretary of State. Uh, she found out that she was Jewish. She thought she was, but she was raised Catholic because during the time of what happened of the Holocaust allegedly her parents came to America, and I keep saying allegedly because I don't, I, you know, this is, this is stories that people tell you, you can only take what they tell you, uh, you know, at face value. And so uh, her version of what happened, her parents came over here to America, and I guess being afraid of anti-Semitism, some, some semi, some Jews just converted to other religions and just said, well, you know, I'll just be Catholic, I'll just be this. To avoid you know any type of persecution, but I think it's through DNA testing and stuff that she found out. Oh wow! Wait, I'm Jewish. But she spent most of her life, her adult life, not knowing that who she was. So it's possible that there are other tribes out here. They're just hidden. But here's the thing, saints. I, I don't worry about stuff like this because when the time when the time of the Gentiles is up and God begins to deal with Israel full out, whoever they are. And wherever they are, God knows who they are, he knows where they are, he knows what tribe they belong to, and he knows exactly how to set things right. The only one who could unscramble the egg is God. I'm not going to try to unscramble it, and I'm not going to worry about it or dwell on it, because this is the time of the Gentiles. It's time for us to get out here and preach the gospel to every nation, kindred, tribe, and tongue under the earth and to bring people to saving knowledge of Christ, not convert them to Judaism or convince them that they are Jews. That's not our job. And as I said, when the time comes, God will know where they are. He'll find them. He'll pull them out. And he'll fulfill his prophecies. And God will do exactly what he said he's going to do for the nation of Israel. In the meantime, I don't sweat the details. All this stuff is in God's hands. I'll let him figure it out. But I thank God for the Jewish nation. I thank God for the Jewish people because... It's through them that I've known I've come to know Jesus Christ. And so as a Christian, you cannot be an anti Semite. Let me make this clear. As a Christian, any Christians you run around talking about Jews shall not replace us. They are not Christians. That's like despising your own mother. You know, you Christianity came out of Judaism. So how in the world are you gonna despise your own mother, so to speak? No, we, we respect the Jews. God says, i blessing bless him that bless you and curse him that curses you. We give blessings to the Jews. We pray for them. We support them. And because, in fact, uh, God has called us to do so. So in that sense, but, you know, let God deal with them. I'm out here to fight them. And so I've been in Jewish synagogues. I've been in Jewish services. I've been to Shabbat. I've done all of that been there done that did it on more than once multiple occasions, and I have great relationships with with rabbis i have they they're good friends they help me understand the bible in clearer ways that I otherwise wouldn't know um and I'm grateful for that so as a christian you you, you can't be anti semitic that's that that, that that's you need to check your faith in uh, What kind of Christian you are? I don't know what kind of Christianity that is, but that's not Bible Christianity. Uh, that, that, that's just plain wrong. So having said that, I know I've created more questions than answers, but my take on it is, so what? It doesn't matter, big deal. doesn't make God love you more or less than anybody else. And At the end of the day, this is, we have to preach Christ. And that's the most important thing that we need to be doing.
1: For Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. But the righteousness based on faith says... Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is, to bring Christ down. Or, Who will descend into the abyss? That is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith that we proclaim. Because, For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved.
0: Amen. Justification is by faith in Christ alone. Being a biological descendant of Abraham is not going to save you. Repentance and faith in Christ is. And that's what we just read here. He says being Jew or Greek doesn't, doesn't amount to hill of beans. Either way, it's level round the foot of the cross. We all have to come to God exactly the same way. Nobody has an edge. The Bible also says, for by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified. There is no work. There is no law keeping that you can do that's going to get you into the kingdom. It doesn't work like that. That's why Deuteronomy 28 can't apply to us. Not if you're born again. Not if you're born of God's Holy Spirit and you're a Christian. Does not apply. Unless you want to try to get saved by keeping of the law. And like I said, good luck with that. Because as soon as you sin, you're doomed. We'll see you later. Not happening. The Apostle Paul says that he was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. Touching the law, he said he was blameless. He says, but what things were counted to me, I... Uh, That I counted as gain, I now count it but loss, that I may win Christ. He gave up all of that, keeping of the law included, that he could win Christ. Because Christ Jesus fulfilled the law for us, therefore, we don't have to. We just have to follow him. When John the Baptist in the third chapter of Matthew was baptizing, the people and the Pharisees came. And John the Baptist looked up and said, who, "Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come?" And then he tells them, he says, "Don't think that because Abraham is your father that you're in the kingdom. Could God can raise up these stone, out of these very stones, children for Abraham? See, it's not by birth. You're not you're not in God's kingdom by birth. So just because you're born into a particular ethnicity or particular group of people, does not now mean that you're saved." That you're in the kingdom of God. That's not how you get there. You're not born of the flesh. That means you're not by your natural birth or your pedigree or who what group grouping you belong to. Justifications by faith in Christ and Christ alone. That's how you get saved. That's how you get into the kingdom of God. If you haven't done that, you're wasting your time keeping rules and regulations. I, I, don't, I don't focus on that. I don't think about that. I follow Christ and I'm his disciple. And I try to live my life obedient to him. That's what it means uh, to be a Christian. And that's where we need to be at as believers in God. God-fearers, believers, Christians, Messianic Jews, whatever you want to call yourself. If you don't have faith in Christ, it's it's of it's of no consequence whatsoever, and it will not save you. One iota. So to that I say, big deal. Okay, so what? No, saints. Repentance and faith in Christ and Christ alone. Like I said, this was just a little appetizer, a teaser. I could go more in depth, but I'm not. I just wanted to create some questions in people's minds and make you think a little bit and maybe do a little bit more digging around. And it's an interest, interesting topic, but at the end of the day, it has no bearing on your salvation on your status before you and God. Even if you discover that you are Jewish, it's not going to change your status before God. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you're listening to this podcast you don't know Christ and the forgiveness of your sins... You can you can be saved today. When we just read it, believe in your heart that God has raised Christ from the dead and you confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord. And the Bible says you shall be saved. But it has to be a complete agreement between heart and mouth, a belief in the heart and a confession of the mouth. When those two things are in agreement, the Bible says you shall be saved. God bless you. Any questions that you have, write me at rhyd12001.com. And thank you for listening to this very short and abbreviated version of The Sword and the Spirit. Thank you for listening to another edition of the sword and the spirit i appreciate everyone who listens uh, coming soon will be a website where i can do some blogging as well those who like to read and if you have any topics you want me to cover you can reach me at rhyd 2001 at gmail.com and you can reach me there and i have some of your questions or topics that you think you'd like to hear me cover and we will see what we can do about that some more interviews coming up here soon and just keep me in prayer, God keep my health good and I'll be praying for God to keep your health good and hopefully I can do a lot more podcasts uh, that are to be coming up, God bless you and again like I said I'm very grateful for those of you who take the time to listen, thank you